Today's podcast features an article from Discern Magazine. What does the Bible say about money? Is the way we manage our money only a physical bookkeeping consideration, or is it a character issue? Make a full study of what the Bible says about money by Tom Kirkpatrick. Money management. Is it merely a secular matter, or is it a spiritual issue, a test of Christian character? The Bible teaches us that it can be both. Full understanding comes from considering all that God reveals on this topic. Money is just a thing, a physical concept. In and of itself, it doesn't satisfy any of the basic needs of life, food, clothing, and shelter. We can't eat money. We don't wear it. We don't live in it. Instead, in our modern non-barter economies, money represents buying power. It is the basic means of acquiring other physical goods and services that do sustain us and do satisfy our most basic needs, something to eat, something to wear, and a place to protect us from the elements. It makes it possible for us to support our family. So it's understandable that money and money management can be viewed as merely a physical issue involving only arithmetic. We try to see to it that our inflow of money is at least equal to our outflow. But there is more to it than arithmetic. Where we obtain our money and how we choose to spend it obviously involves choices. Choices often involve character and spiritual issues. For example, would God be equally pleased if we earned our money by fraudulent and deceptive advertising as opposed to honest labor? Would God be indifferent as to whether we earned our income by working on a Tuesday as opposed to working on his holy Sabbath? Or say a person has $100 to spend. Would his character be identically judged by God if he chose to spend it on food for his family rather than illicit drugs or on a wager involving a sporting event, or on pornography? We don't have to discuss money management very long before character and spiritual issues and God's judgment comes to the fore. What does the Bible say about money, wealth, and our management of it? Consider the following question. What is the single most important passage in the Bible regarding money, wealth, and our management of it? Several possible answers come to mind. Here are some verses and passages you may wish to look up to formulate your answer. Is it what Jesus said in Matthew 6, verses 25 through 34? Or is it what the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy 6, verse 10? Or what he wrote in 1 Timothy 5, verse 8? Or how about what God spoke through the prophet Malachi recorded in Malachi 3, verse 10? Jesus also said some other things about money and wealth. Is it one of these statements? Luke 6, verse 20, Mark 10, verses 23 through 25, or Luke 12, verse 15? Or might it be what the psalmist was inspired to write in Psalm 112, verses 1 through 3? Or is the answer what is said of Abraham, God's friend and the father of the faithful, as recorded in Genesis 13, verses 1 through 2? I invite you to read all these passages and others that come to your mind before answering the question, what is the single most important passage in the Bible regarding money, wealth, and our management of it? What's your answer? Well, here's one answer that some come to, wealth being a blessing. Some people look into the Bible and select their answer from the following candidates. Genesis 12 verses 1 through 3 and Genesis 13 verses 1 through 2, 
Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 through 8, Malachi 3, verse 10, Psalms 37, verse 25, Psalms 112, verses 1 through 3, Proverbs 3, verses 13 through 16, Proverbs 10, verse 22, and 3 John 1, verse 2. Again, I invite you to read all these verses. Whichever one passage they select from this list, they then develop a biblical view of money, wealth, and our management of it that could be summarized as follows. The Bible teaches that God will materially and financially bless those he is pleased with, and that having abundant money and physical wealth is a good thing, a thing from God. Sometimes those who focus on such passages adhere to what has become known as the prosperity gospel or the health and wealth gospel. Obey God, please Him, and He will bless you materially and see to it that you are rich. Perhaps it is understandable that people could come to that conclusion. After all, they certainly seem to have scriptural support for it. But what about a different biblical answer to the same question? Blessed are the poor? Others answer the question by using one of the candidates from the following list. Again, please look these up for yourself. Mark 10, verses 23 through 25. Luke 6, verse 20, 1 Timothy 6, verse 10, James 2, verse 5, and Revelation 2, verses 8 through 10. Whichever particular passage they use for their answer, they develop a different biblical view regarding this whole topic, a view that could be summarized as follows. The Bible teaches that God will allow or cause his people to be poor and that having abundant physical wealth is a spiritually dangerous, troublesome, and onerous thing for the righteous and is contrary to God's will. And they too sure seem to have scriptural support for their conclusion. These people are convinced that God intends for the righteous to be poor in this lifetime because it's best for them. Having riches and money will ruin them. But what is a fuller, more balanced look at what the Bible says about money? Depending on the circumstances and the particular way God is working with his people at a specific time and place in history, either biblical understanding could be the correct and relevant one. It's best to look at many passages, not just one or a few, to come to a mature and balanced understanding about a topic as big as money, wealth, and the management of it. In fact, the question posed at the beginning of the episode was a bit of a trick question. There is no one single passage in the Bible that is more important than all the others. Everything God says on a matter should be studied and considered. We need to beware of an approach that results in a single-verse doctrinal understanding. The topic of this article is only one example. It is far better to study all the scriptures, not just a few, in order to understand God's will on any subject. And, of course, it is important to pray for a full, mature, and balanced understanding of any topic after studying as many biblical passages as we can on that topic. So, God and money, what is a fuller and more complete conclusion? Here is a third set of passages, most of which were not included in either of the first two sets. If you would like to take the time and make a personal Bible study about money, consider all of the following scriptures. Deuteronomy 6, verses 10 through 13. Psalm 62, verse 10. Proverbs 6, verses 6 through 9. Proverbs 13, verse 22. Proverbs 15, verses 16 through 17. Matthew 6, verses 25 through 34. Matthew 13, verse 22. 
Luke 3, verse 14, Luke 9, verses 23 through 25, Luke 12, verses 15 through 21, Acts 20, verse 35, Philippians 4, verses 11 through 12, 1 Timothy 6, verse 8, and verse 10, and verses 17 through 18, and Revelation 3, verses 15 through 18. Taking these scriptures prayerfully into consideration would help a person develop a more mature and fully developed understanding of this topic. Now, something like the following summary statement would be appropriate. Money and physical wealth and possessions are simply things. They are not inherently either good or bad. It is our use of the thing and attitude toward the thing that God is most concerned with. God sometimes does permit or cause his people to face poverty and need, sometimes as a test. In these cases, they should be grateful for and content with the necessities and look to him for his help and provision. In other cases, God blesses his people abundantly, and they should be grateful, generous, and humble in the face of those blessings, never forgetting their source. Before we end this episode, let's consider the prayer of Agur. Though there is no one single most important verse in the Bible concerning money and wealth, perhaps it would be good to conclude with one final passage that expresses a spiritually mature and balanced approach to the subject of money and wealth. We find it in the wisdom of the prayer of Agur recorded in Proverbs 30 verses 7 through 9. Two things I request of you, deprive me not before I die. Remove falsehood and lies far from me, Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted to me, lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. To learn more about this topic, go on to lifehopeandtruth.com and search for the following articles. The Bible, Budgeting, and You, Six Biblical Personal Finance Principles, and What Did Jesus Say About Money? Thanks for listening. For more information from today's featured article, visit lifehopeandtruth.com.